You're listening to a North Valley Community Church podcast. For more information and resources, visit us online at northvalleychurch.org. Well, Merry, Merry Christmas. My name's Ryan. I serve as the lead pastor here at North Valley. Glad that you guys are with us this morning, or this evening. Good grief. Here we go. Hey, I've got some really good news this Christmas I want to share with you guys. Uh, many of you uh, know that we acquired a nine-acre campus, which we've put under renovation. And uh, we asked that you would be praying with us, that the only thing was holding us back because of uh, wasn't uh, finances, it was really, it was the city cooperating with us. We purchased a nine-acre campus that was a wedding venue and a music venue, and uh, we were told we were crazy and we went, when we went after it to raise the funds to do it, and uh, we secured it, and we purchased it, and then we did a second initiative to raise additional funds for the uh, for the renovations, and so I've got some really good news for you tonight, and so kids, I need your help. I'm going to ask for a special drum roll, so if you would, go ahead and drum roll for me. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my great privilege to tell you that we received our permits, so we're going to start. <laughs> Greatest Christmas news for us at North Valley, so uh, those permits came in. We're so, so excited. Construction is going to start really close in the new year. And uh, they estimate it'll be anywhere from five to 10 weeks before we'll be on site. So praise God. Let's celebrate one more time. This year, I want to encourage you to keep uh, the good news coming is uh, I want to encourage you to think about the hope offering tonight, 100% of whatever is given uh, tonight. Uh, I know many of you have been preparing for this uh, for some time now, um, but it fuels 100% of local and global mission initiatives. Uh, we're helping orphaned children uh, globally. We're helping plant new churches and unreached people groups in Nepal. We're sending uh, teams and, and people uh, to mission trips in Los Angeles. This is all the things that we hope that we can do. And 100% of what goes on here tonight, we dedicate that towards our hope offering to bring hope towards those who need hope the most during this uh, Christmas season and and uh, and throughout the new year. So I want to encourage you to go onto our website. If you want to do that, that'll continue on. On January 15th, we'll celebrate the results of that hope offering. And so that's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, uh, for Christmas, I understand that uh, is it's n- not always the best news for everybody. Um, while every store and TV commercial kind of continue to pump out this Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, I understand for some of you, it doesn't feel so merry. And according to a survey, I found out re- recently that about half, 50% of men say that they feel sad or discouraged during the Christmas season. Additionally, one out of every four women in their 30s and 40s feel the same way. Christmas is a time where you can be really, you, you can fall into a trap of comparison. You decorate like the next house next to you, or you're doing all the things, getting the gadgets and the stuff for the kids like everybody else. Or maybe you're just trying to do too much this Christmas season. Additionally, kind of there's this seasonal affect disorder. Literally, there's a season and a time where just the sun doesn't shine as much. And we Phoenicians really love the sun. And we can not be so merry. Also, for many kids, I know that sometimes there's unrealistic expectations. You thought that Santa Claus was supposed to bring you this special gift. And it didn't happen. It's not going to happen. I want to tell you, uh, uh, earlier this week, we had some family in town, and um, 
um, we were exchanging gifts early uh, while our family was in town. I want to show you a picture of my family. Um, here is my family, Sam, Riley, and my wife in the back, and then that is Maya. Boy, does she have some sass and some attitude. Uh, we adopted her four years ago, and recently, um, as my family came into town, we had a, kind of a gift exchange, and I'll tell you, Maya didn't get the best news she wanted. Maya actually wasn't happy with her gift that she got, and uh, she decided that she was going to somehow express her feelings and emotions and share about what in the world do you do when you get a bad gift? So we, I went in, I, I, when she, I was tucking her in, and then I came back in later in the night, and I noticed she had my iPhone. And I said, what are you doing with that? And she says, nothing, and she threw it under the bed. And I said, what did you do? And she said, I recorded a video. I said, you recorded a video? I said, what was the video of? And she said, about my present that I didn't like. So watch this candid video of a five-year-old expressing her feelings about the present she didn't like. My name is Maya, and I really have a brother and sister. My, my name is Maya, and so we're going to do activities, okay? My, my, my grandpa and papa tended to bring in good presents. I just got a shaker tank, and you just find it. And you can't open it, but it's just chicken. So, guys, if someone ask them what you do get, if they if they say it's a chicken thing, then I will and say I don't want that. I want something new. Just open another present. So, have a have a Merry Christmas. A Merry Christmas, a Merry Christmas, all oh, Merry Christmas to a good night. <laughs> Bye-bye. Let me, yeah, we can celebrate Maya. She's sweet. Uh, I'll translate. My name is Maya. I have a brother and sister, and we're going to do some activities. I don't know why we were, she said we were going to do some activities. My grandma and papa didn't bring me a good present, and I just got this shaker thing. She received this little gift that you shake it, and you're supposed to find all the things in it, and it just, she couldn't open it, and she was frustrated. She says, you're supposed to just find things in it, but you can't even open it. You just shake it. So guys, here she is. She tells everybody. She's warning Phoenix kids. She says, so guys, if someone gets you a shaker thing, just say, I don't want this. I want something else. (laughs) Say, and just open another present. And then she's trying to say, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. (laughs) I think it's interesting because uh, the reality is, is that, you know, uh, the Christmas story is not all about presents. It's about celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. And I understand as moms and dads, it can be really challenging to navigate your kiddos uh, to orient themselves not on a present, but on Christ and in Christmas. So this, this evening, what I'd like to do is I'm going to read to you one of the most famous Bible passages um, 
regarding the Christmas story. So if you would, go ahead and stand, and I'll read aloud Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 12. With more than 2 billion people that call themselves Christians around the world and nearly 77% of the United States population uh, believing and upholding Jesus Christ as Lord, this passage we read here tonight is the real Christmas story. It says this, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that'll be for all people for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, and you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We pray, God, that we would see the good news in Christmas this day and this time. We pray that you would encourage us and open our hearts and our minds towards the great news that we can find through you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Well, this morning or this evening, what I want to do is I want to encourage you to remind you about there is good news. And what we're going to see in this passage here this morning is that there is great news uh, that the angels declare. And I understand for many of you, you say it's hard for me to find good news in Christmas because maybe you didn't get the bonus that you had hoped for at your work. Maybe you received a phone call like our family did that the cancer is back and that the family can't make it home for Christmas. And so I sit here and I ask myself, God, how can I find good news in the midst of Christmas when my family's hurting and I can't celebrate it with the ones I love? But the Bible tells us that there's always good news in Christmas. Kids, if you don't get the present that you want, there's still good news at Christmas. If a family member is hurt or you're not able to see them during the holiday season, there's always good news at Christmas. What I want to encourage you to remember as we walk through this passage tonight and really talk about the good news is I want to remind you that the the real Christmas story is historical. It's historical in the sense that the Bible is really, really true and the story of Jesus Christ is really true. He's not a mythical man, a legend, a folklore. He's real, real, real. The Bible is incredible. The source text that we look at, there's 66 books in the Bible, 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. There's 40 different authors that have been telling the story and the glory of Jesus Christ coming to earth, coming together, culminating at the birth of Christ, 1,600 years to complete this Bible, which is historical. And so there's archaeology that's associated with us. So when we read the text and we hear the Christmas story, it's verified. And over the past hundred years, archaeologists have begun to verify that all the events, all the details of the Bible, the cities, the geographic features, the nations, all being described in the Bible is true. And it's historical. And it's also prophetic in the sense that there's predictions made about Jesus's life, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Everything about the Bible shows us that this is a real story. Even Jewish commentators and Roman scholars and historians agree this is true. The text that we see is also ordinary in the sense that we see Jesus is an ordinary figure. He's not upheld as some in this in this text as some mythical legend. He's an 
He was born in the little town of Bethlehem. He was not born in the palace of Rome or in the temple in Jerusalem. His father was a Jewish carpenter. His mother was a devout young Jewish woman. And the angels show up to ordinary people like shepherds. We see something ordinary in this real story of Christmas. And we see something glorious. This angel appears to the shepherds and declares that there's good news. A multitude of heavenly hosts come together and announce this supernatural visual, audio-visual display of the presence and the power of God declaring about Jesus' birth. And this glory that's being seen and demonstrated and, and declared in this scene hadn't been seen like this in over 500 years. What we look at this evening in the Christmas story is a true story. Here's what one historian said. The confirmation of the historicity is overwhelming. Any attempt to reject its basic historicity must now appear absurd. The reality is, is that there's 2 billion people that place their faith in Jesus Christ around the world. And Jesus Christ is the reason for the season. And so what's the good news at Christmas? I'll give you three basic answers to that question. Look, what, look in the Bible what it says, Luke chapter 2, verse 10. The first thing we're going to learn is the good news offers us real joy. The angels say this, and the angels said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that'll be for all people. That word joy is a feeling of great pleasure or happiness. There's kind of two kinds of joy that you need to understand that's at work here that the angels are talking about. The good news is good because it brings great joy. First, it brings an eternal joy. For the shepherds to hear this announcement, they're hearing that at last there's salvation for all people, not just for the nation of Israel, but for all people. And, and eternal joy is something that in Christmas you can experience. If you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, there's this eternal joy that you have. No matter how bad your Christmas may be or how bad of news that you may receive, there's always good news in Christmas because good news that Jesus offers and these angels declare is that we can have real joy. Here's what the psalmist says. He says, you make, you make, to, you, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. There's an eternal joy when you place your faith in Jesus Christ and you receive the good news of Christ is the Lord, the one who saves us from our sin and our sorrow. We can have eternal joy. Secondly, there's an earthly joy. It says this, these, Jesus said this. He said, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and your joy may be full. What's incredible to me is that Jesus Christ, the son of God, later in his life, as he's teaching to his disciples that how important it is to have a personal relationship with him. He talks about that, he, that you spend time with him and you abide in a relationship with him. And the joy that's in Christ is offered to us. Look what it says in the text. It says, these things, Jesus says, these things I've spoken to you that my joy that's not somebody else's joy. That's not some obscure joy. My joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Now, the reality is, is there's a lot of times in life where you don't feel like your joy is very full. And so how can this be? I think Jesus realized there was an eternal joy that would happen. Later, he'll say, enter into your rest and experience the joy that I offer you. And so 
there is this joy that we receive. Christmas is good news because there, God offers us real joy. Now, there's something that we can continually do is we can pray for joy. Here's what the Apostle Paul says. He says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Here's what I want you to understand about this concept of joy. Joy is initially received when you place your faith in Jesus Christ. If you say, Lord, I received the good news about Jesus Christ coming to save me from my sin and my sorrow, there's an initial joy that takes place. When I first became a Christian, there was this instant joy that began to kind of uh, permeate my life. And then, but here's the reality. Once I got over that high, you know, being on a high with Jesus, I kind of fell into some slumps and was discouraged and thinking, God, where are you? Have you answered my prayers? I don't feel the same way. But then what God tells us in his word is that there's this ongoing refills because our joy goes downhill sometimes. But there's always good news because one day when we go into heaven, the Bible talks about that we're going to be permanently restored. So that emptiness you fill in your heart sometimes is this waiting for a greater day ahead. So what's the good news at Christmas, the second thing we're going to learn this evening is this good news is for all of us. The angels say this, and the angel said to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, all the people. And that's why, you know, I'm encouraged to hear about the two billion believers around the world, every nation around the world. There's, uh, the Bible says that one day every tongue, tribe, and nation will worship uh, Jesus Christ is Lord. You know, this good news is for all of us. And one of the most famous Bible verses that you've seen at football games is John three sixteen, And I think that's what's illustrated here is the good news, the gospel message is for all people. Look what John three sixteen says, for God so loved the world that he gave his son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have ever eternal life. Three things about this verse that God's love is limitless. Meaning when you feel like you couldn't, you're unlovable or unworthy, God's love is limitless. The Bible says that he loves the world, that he has a genuine love and affection for you. No matter what, where you come from or what you've done, that God's love is there. He's, God loves children, God loves men, God loves women. God's love is limitless. And these angels are declaring this is good news because it, the good news is for all of us. God's love is not only limitless, God gave his son as the greatest gift. The greatest gift that you could receive at Christmas is a relationship with Jesus Christ and an ongoing relationship. When Jesus says, my, I want my joy to be in you, that means ongoing refills that you can have in a relationship with Jesus Christ. The greatest gift that you could receive at Christmas isn't under the tree. The greatest gift at Christmas is the babe born in Bethlehem. Next, we learn is that we need to believe in Jesus Christ as Lord for eternal life. John three sixteen says, For God so loved the world that he gave his son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. I understand many of you grew up in church and maybe uh, you believe something about Jesus, but you've never really received him as your Lord. The Bible says even the demons in hell believe that uh, Jesus is God. But to receive him as your Lord says, means I want you to be my Lord and master. I submit everything to you. I'm trusting you for my faith and my salvation. 
The third thing we're going to learn this evening is that this good, we can have good news is because is God keeps his promises. God keeps his promises. Look what it says in Luke 2, 11. He says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. There's three things that take place that shows us that God is a promise maker and a promise keeper. The first thing we see is that Jesus Christ is a descendant of King David, meaning he is a rightful king to the royal line and the lineage of King David himself. And this was prophesied and predicted hundreds of years before it took place. And Jesus uh, is a direct descendant of King David. God is a faithful promise Uh, maker and a promise keeper. And some of you say to me, I don't feel like God's kept his promises in answering his uh, prayers. Oftentimes when people say that, I respond to them and say, well, if he didn't give you the answer he wanted, he answered by saying, no, I'm not going to fulfill that prayer. But God is always faithful to fulfill his promises. In this text, we see that the promise was made that he would be born of a virgin Mary and it's being fulfilled. In Isaiah 7, 14, the prophet Isaiah prophesied and predicted that Jesus Christ would be born of a virgin. And and so this is what we see is that God is a faithful promise maker and a promise keeper. Imagine if you went into the world's greatest library And you asked, hey, where are the best books here in this library on prophecies or predictions for the future? The librarian would probably go and they would grab you a handful of books about predictions. But if then you were to ask the librarian, which of these books has dozens of prophecies that has been clearly fulfilled, the librarian would hand you one book and that one book would be the Bible. God is a promise keeper. God keeps his promises. Why can we have good news? Is because we can trust that when God says, look, you forgive, there's blessing in forgiving. When you place your faith in me that you'll have an eternal joy. God is a promise maker and a promise keeper. Jesus was also said to be born in Bethlehem. The prophet Micah said this, and exactly as the prophet Micah said is exactly what took place. The real story of Christmas is a true story. It's a story about Christ, the King, coming to earth and extending a life and a relationship with all of us. So can we have good news in Christmas? Absolutely, we can. We can have great news this relationship that God offers us is one of a kind. It's a relationship that God wants to give to every single person about the life-changing message of Jesus Christ. Some of you came in here with sin and sorrow and you're hurt and you need hope. The hope is not necessarily gonna be found under that tree. That could bring some momentary happiness, but it won't bring the eternal peace and joy and happiness that you long for in your heart. The pain and the longing that you feel in your heart can often be a disconnect or a fracture of your relationship with Jesus Christ. The good news in Christmas is Jesus Christ, our Lord. And for a believer who's now I've been walking with the Lord for over 14 years of walking in a relationship with Jesus Christ, I can tell you that the great news about Christ in Christmas is that there's this ongoing invitation for me, a pastor at North Valley, to walk an abiding relationship with Jesus Christ. 
The greatest thing that I can receive during Christmas time is a reminder that there's good news every Christmas. Just recently, I told you earlier, we received a phone call that family member cancer was back and uh, the plans to come and celebrate that time with us at Christmas, it wasn't going to happen. And, you know, uh, my kids really look forward to seeing our family here in the Phoenix Valley. And so did I. And so I sat down and I said, as I wrote this message, I said, God, where's the good news this Christmas? And I look no further and I find in the text that the good news is the chief proclamation of the angels about the birth of Jesus Christ. God offers us joy. God offers us uh, an invitation to all people, no matter where you've come from or what background you come from. And then God offers us a confidence and assurance that he keeps his promises. I don't know where you're at this evening in your relationship with God, but I want to encourage you in this truth that we, here's the take-home truth, that we all have good news at Christmas. I don't care what kind of news that you might have found out before you stepped in here tonight, but you all have good news. And we have good news every single Christmas. No matter what happens in our family, what happens in our business, no matter what happens with our extended friends or our work, we all have good news at Christmas. This good news is about Jesus. There's an invitation to a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ, the Lord. An invitation that's life-changing. And does that mean for me, even as a believer who's been walking with the Lord for some time now? Absolutely. When Jesus told his disciples, he says, I want my joy that's in me to be in you and to be to the full. I want to encourage you tonight to ponder about your relationship with Jesus Christ. Might it be your ambition? Those of you who've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, and I understand that's most all of you. Might it be your ambition to say, my relationship with Christ is number one in my life. This new year, I'm gonna make my relationship with Jesus Christ the greatest priority to grow in a relationship with God. You know, the church helps with that and other Christian friends help with that. If you're experiencing hardship and uh, hurt, I want to encourage you, stay involved with this church. What a great opportunity ahead as we're moving onto that campus to go ahead and and, uh, get over there soon. We've got our permits now, and we're excited about moving forward, and we want to invite you to be a part of the church family. Those of you that have never placed your faith in Jesus Christ and really could say with honesty, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to lead us in a prayer in just a minute. I want to tell you a story first. Recently, I was, uh, my, some, somebody here in the church brought me a, a friend of theirs that was struggling and discouraged. And we met up on the church campus and they hadn't started a relationship with Jesus Christ And I took him over to this one section on our property where we built this cross, and it's like this beautiful little prayer station. And I said to the gal, I said, have you ever started a relationship with Jesus Christ? And she said, no, I I, I grew up knowing about him, but I couldn't say that I have a relationship with him. I said, well, it's not the prayer that saves, but it's a simple statement of trust and saying, I want to start a relationship with you, Jesus. I believe that you are the Lord, and I want that relationship. And so right there on that property, as we've done in the past, and we will continue to see this in the future, we prayed, and that, that young lady prayed to receive Christ and start a brand new relationship. 
The greatest gift and the greatest news at Christmas is Jesus Christ. So let me, let me do this. Let me close our time together in prayer. I'm gonna ask, a, we're gonna pray. I wanna just pray for you all, everybody here in our church. So would you bow your heads and let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that no matter what is happening this Christmas, Lord, we thank you no matter what happens in the past or what we're going through right now, that, that you offer a life-changing relationship and that's always good news. It's always good news, God, that you are there, that you love us, that you care for us, that you say, bring to me your burdens and I will ease them. That's always good news, God. I pray, God, for all of my brothers and sisters in Christ, that whenever they go through a hardship, that they can fall down on their knees, worship you, and say, Christ, you're my good news. No matter what kind of bad news I hear at work, no matter what kind of bad news I hear uh, from my family or friends, you're my good news. Thank you, God, that we can wake up every single day knowing that we have a life-changing relationship with you that gives us real life and real joy for eternity. And for those of you that have never started a relationship with Jesus Christ, I wanna encourage you just to pray silently with me this prayer to start a relationship with Christ. Maybe you've been away from the church for a long time and you've heard the message from your mom and dad or your friends or a coworker and you've asked God, what is the difference in their life? How come I don't have that joy? I wanna encourage you tonight to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. He's the good news at Christmas. He's the good news that the angels were talking about that would bring great joy. Will you pray with me a simple prayer like this silently? Lord, I need you. I'm tired. I need joy in my life. I am lost without you. I believe in you, Jesus, as the Son of God, my Lord. I accept you tonight in faith as my personal Lord and Savior. I ask that you forgive me of my sins and save me from my sorrow. Would you renew me? Would you renew joy? Would you restore me? In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says a great thing is that when one person places their faith in Christ, did you know that the angels in heaven rejoice? That's the coolest thing. Because the angel came to the shepherd and said, I've got good news to you. And it's a, he says, of great joy. And then the very next thing we see is that when believers play, when people place their faith in Jesus Christ is that the angels rejoice. And so tonight, before you head out of here, I wanna encourage you, we're gonna continue to worship together. I wanna encourage you right now, if you would take out your program, I wanna encourage you to get connected to this church. On the back of your program, there's an opportunity where you can just say, hey, I need, I need to get involved with a neighborhood group or I need to get involved with this church. Fill out whatever you feel comfortable with doing that. Maybe tonight you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ and you started that relationship. There's a little box there. Just say, hey, I started, I prayed to receive Christ tonight. I want you to just fill that out as we kind of move forward here and an offering's gonna come around in just a few minutes. And when that offering comes around, just put your connect card in there. We wanna get you connected. 
uh, to a, a Christ-centered family here at North Valley. And for all of us, if you wanna just fill out a prayer request, your heart's extra heavy or hurting, wanna encourage you to fill out a prayer request and we'd be glad and honored to pray for you. Let's continue to worship together. You just take a few minutes to fill out your connect cards and in just a few minutes, uh, we'll invite you to stand up and worship with us. Thank you for listening. To become a supporter of North Valley Community Church, give online today at northvalleychurch.org.